over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. Four to two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The curse is over. We've got a lot to talk about here. Wallace out on the homestead. Millard and Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... That's loud when you're actually in the studio. How come you're not here? I thought we were all supposed to be back one three-man wolf pack united running through the Stanley Cup playoffs together. And then you just decide, I'm going to take an extra day. I'm here, aren't I? Uh, not the same. But I will tell you, it is sweet to be back <laughs> into the when, studio. Hold on. When did you when did you make that, Chapman? Uh, when there was a segment, I guess about, uh, what was it? Maybe six weeks ago where, where you were interrupting and you were like, cause you were so upset about me playing the, the Patrick line. A, I'm here. Aren't I drop that? You, oh yeah. You that's right. That time you a, wouldn't let me talk. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. I'm here. Aren't I? Well done. <laughs> I'm, um, I actually thought that was you talking to me. I think we both picked up on that, which is why Ryan kind of chuckled. I, I actually thought that was, you just chiming in hmm. do, do you have any idea like how much better my life would be like quality of life would be if i could just use that drop every time you try to call me or talk to me it'd be great me or or chapman yes well that that makes sense i tried to call you the other day after the show and you ignored me i didn't ignore you i thought you butt dialed me no well if i if i butt dialed you wouldn't it be okay to answer the phone shouldn't you answer the phone and go, oh, I didn't you see loser. it. Until, well, okay. I First of all, like there are a lot of pressing needs that I have to take care of after the show. And second of all, I didn't hear like or 20 feel seconds, the phone. That was 20 seconds after yeah, the I show. How, I how, how much? Fo- Listen, phone goes right into the pocket, goes right into the pocket. I don't have my ringer on because I'm doing a show and that would be poor form. And I didn't feel it. I didn't feel the ring until I got outside and I was like, oh man, Darren called me. That's, That's lame. a bummer. Didn't call me back. Uh, hey, there's a tweet coming out from the Vegas Golden Knights. It says, I uh, want to help you add a special jersey to your VGK jersey collection. How many sweaters do you have of the Vegas Golden Knights, Chapman? Zero. Well, my wife has one and my son has one. <laughs> Chapman does not own any Golden Knights jerseys. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we deal with on a daily basis. Well, how about this? <laughs> Chapman, yes. Tweet a photo or a video at the Vegas Golden Knights explaining why you love your favorite VGK jersey using the hashtag jersey on my back and hashtag sweepstakes for a chance to win a game worn VGK jersey during the jerseys off our back ceremony, which is going to uh, take place on Monday. The contest runs from today until Monday morning, uh, and the winner will receive a DM uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, There's official rules, too, but I'm not going to get into that. So you can join your wife and your son with a VGK jersey just by uh, getting involved in this. I'm guessing I'm not eligible. Why? Well, because I work for the flagship station of the Golden Knights. No, you're fine. I. <laughs> you're fine. 
I've got Chapman, your back. Chapman, he'll totally have your back if you get in trouble, too. Yeah, yeah. You I'm, can't get into trouble. <laughs> so, so, somehow I highly doubt that. <laughs> so you're not going to do this? I, I don't th- You know what? I will do it. But yeah. I don't own a jersey. So we, They're going to add, add, they're going to give you a jersey. Well, do I get to pick it? No, it's a jersey off their oh, back. Oh, so like they did year did one. You, did Kevin, you, listen, what, did what, you not listen okay. to anything I said? Well, I was thinking about the no, fact that I don't didn't. have a jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't listen yes, to Yes, of course I listened to I was playing along. Of course I listened to You it. weren't playing. No, no, yeah. no. Playing no, along no. with who? Yeah. Who well, were you playing along with? With you guys so, to, to, for the bit so you can make it seem like Chapman's not paying attention and not, not doing what he's supposed to be doing, but... Yeah, that I, is a complete lie. It's not a lie. You were trying to moonwalk right out of this. I love the moonwalk. Being busted. I know how to moonwalk, by the way. Uh, everybody can moonwalk. <laughs> I don't think Ryan can moonwalk. Everybody can moonwalk. Honestly. Ryan, can you moonwalk? No, I, but I've never tried to moonwalk. I bet you you could uh, for sure. Uh, let's, uh, Th- let's... There, are... there are certain things I don't do. Hmm. Can you do the like mm-hmm. uh, worm? I mean, your, your, I could do. I could lay on the floor and inch myself <laughs> that from no, one direction to the other. Does that does that help you? Does that, that does that does that work for you? That is not doing the worm. That is called getting up, or trying to. No, get no, no. Up. It's not getting up. I'm just moving from one place to another like a worm would. Just just rolling. There you go. Uh, we have uh, yeah, exactly. we have significant uh, events to talk about today. Uh, the New York Rangers uh, introduced their new. General Manager and President and Chris Drury. We are going to sort of encapsulate the whole week's events uh, from the New York Ranger angle when we chat with uh, Greg Wyshynski from ESPN. That will be in hour number two. Uh, hour number one, though, starts off with uh, getting rid of all that bad karma in Minnesota by way of a 3-2 overtime victory last night. Um, we want our rankings uh, from that game. Uh, we want uh, Chapman and Ryan Wallace to give us their uh, opinions on what went down last night. But from a from a just a, a team perspective, there was a lot happening in that game that was really good from the Vegas Golden Knights. You had the back alley side of it in the first period where they came out of it bonded. Hague uh, with a big fight against Marcus Foligno, who's a big dude, and I feared for Nick Hag when that fight occurred. Mm-hmm. I legitimately went, whoa, oh, oh. But then you also had uh, Zach Whitecloud uh, brawling with Kaprizov. There, there was a lot of uh, uh, after-the-whistle kerfuffles. Uh, Braden McNabb and, and Ryan Hartman uh, trading blows, and then Hartman trading a blow with the ice when he fell down and, and hit it hard. There was Marc-Andre Fleury was into it, so you had that part of it. Then you had the game in the second and the third period and the adversity facing the Golden Knights uh, in another uh, tense moment in, in the final frame, finding a way to pick up the two points out of that. And I, I think that the two of them together, the nastiness with the hockey side is a huge couple of uh, moments for this group going forward. So for me, when I assess the game last night, or like I try to unpack it as best I can, I, I think there's a couple of defining moments for this team growing together, together galvanizing around what their goal actually is. And you mentioned Nick Hague, Marcus Foligno, that fight, and the 
unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that Pete DeBoer took after that fight because he was not happy about how that kind of all unfolded, not happy about a lack of an instigator penalty because Marcus Foligno had one thing on his mind when that fight started, and that was to start the fight with Nick Haig. That was clear. Uh, I liked the the relentless nature with which Pete was sticking up for Nick Haig, and I think that that sent a message to this team that everyone's in this all for one, and I liked the penalty kill. I liked the response from the Golden Knights. And then I liked that they didn't take any more penalties. Like, that was a team that once that kind of was done and over with, they got down to playing hockey. And when they got down to playing hockey, they did a very good job of keeping Minnesota the outside for the majority of the game. And then Kirill Kaprizov made a couple of fantastic plays. The This year has been a strange season for the players and and their regular routine. And what I mean by that is when they're on the road, you get out for dinner, you have some you have the rookie dinner, uh, you have some some moments where you do different activities. Uh, I remember Coach Andy Murray, uh, who uh, was uh, a coach in a couple of different places, St. Louis and Los Angeles Kings, would always take his team curling once a year, just to some goofy <laughs> uh, team building event. There's been nothing like that. The dinners, yeah. the extra events, the, the uh, side activities, zero uh, opportunity to bring the boys together and have those moments. So last night, last night was kind of like uh, organically, it just mm-hmm. occurred. You had the, the feistiness of the first period and the... Um, Adversity of that bench minor by the coaching staff. You get through that, and then you have the hockey game in which presents. We play very, 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 very well, uh, and and quite honestly, if Cam Talbot doesn't make one spectacular save, you win it in regulation. Uh, but you you play really well, but you still have to get through another uh, challenge, and that being a late uh, power play opportunity that they converted on and then win it in overtime. So you you feel good about yourself and your teammates in the in the rough stuff in the back alley. You love that. And and everybody's like patting each other in the back. We got each other. We're we're good. But to be able to leave the rink Ryan last night feeling great about the result as well. Mm-hmm. I think gives this team just a a significant boost of swag. You know, I I like the fact that the Golden Knights were able to hang in and win a hard game. Like, and and it's been difficult all season long against Minnesota. There's been nothing easy, nothing for free, nothing about Minnesota against Vegas this year that has been a no doubter for the Golden Knights. There really hasn't. And I like that this team was able to dig deep. They were able to come back and force overtime after playing so well, after putting themselves in in a really good position to try to win that game. And they showed that bounce back. They showed that fight. And they were able to win a game that was very difficult to win. Do I think, and I'll answer my own question, do I think that if Minnesota would have won last night, oh, that it would guarantee the wild success in the playoffs? No. 
Like, I, I truly believe they are two different scenarios. And if Vegas ends up playing the Minnesota Wild in the Stanley Cup postseason and things don't go the way of the Golden Knights, will it be because they've never been able to win in Minnesota or they have trouble against the Minnesota Wild? No, it'll mean that the Minnesota Wild played better over that seven-game series. I, 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 I firmly don't believe in carryover. I believe that one team is better than the other uh, in crunch time. And and that I, I will go back to those Ottawa Toronto series where uh, they were just built differently, and Toronto had the nasty swag, uh, talented players, and attitude like screw you, you're never gonna beat us when it counts. Like I, we don't care how many times you beat us during the regular season, and that's what happened. It was like it was like Toronto got in the heads of the Ottawa Senators. That's the way it appeared from the outside. Shane Knighty would be able to to, to explain it or, or talk much more because he was on the on the Ottawa Senators uh, during during uh, some of that time period. I, I I get sort of the same impression from from right now, but I I will say, just psychologically, down the stretch, to be able to feel really good about yourself and take a, a big step in in clinching first place in the West. Last night did mean something. So I'm on one hand in the playoffs, I'm saying it doesn't, but in the short term, last night was significant. Yeah, the the result mattered for the Golden Knights, not necessarily because it was something they needed to prove to themselves that they could win in Minnesota or that they believe that that win somehow changes the balance of what a future playoff series is going to be. It was a big two points for the Golden Knights because they allow themselves to continue to write their own destiny when it comes to first overall in this division. And you get a little bit of help from the San Jose Sharks in beating Colorado in regulation last night as well. But for the Golden Knights, those two points were critical, not necessarily because of what it means for a future playoff series between the Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild, but because of where it it leads the Golden Knights should they take care of business and that's right to a first place minute. And it helps them take care of business because now they've yep. got uh they feel great. They they win in there, they got two points, they got one day, and then they go into a series against what could very well be their first round playoff opponent, but they feel good about themselves, so they got them some confidence uh going. And and it just it helps build towards locking down first place instead of coming back and answering all the questions about, okay, you've lost a couple in a row and this is not, uh, uh, you, you, you're not peaking at the right time, et cetera, et cetera. It's about turning the corner and what do we have to do in these final four games to build on that and be able to win another regular season division title. I think it, it changes the, the whole mood and whole vibe around what we're going to see at uh, T-Mobile tomorrow night and then on Saturday, uh, part of that great doubleheader uh, with HSK and the VGK. It, it changes that whole vibe, and and with the carrot uh, being the big game on Monday versus the, the Colorado Avalanche, there's just a little bit more of a, a momentum. I believe in momentum. I do. And and I think that is a real shot in the in the arm uh, right now for the, for the Golden Knights going into this weekend. Whether you want to call it momentum, whether you want to call it confidence, or, or just feeling overall good it? about, I, I mean, I, I probably lean more toward confidence. I, I don't know that 
that momentum is necessarily something that carries over from game to game. It's interesting because I, I do think that there are some positives you can pull from in terms of, of how you're playing or, or the process with which you're playing the game. Uh, but I, I think there's a benefit to the Golden Knights returning home confident based off of that win and, and looking ahead to potentially your first round matchup and setting a standard, setting a tone against the St. Louis Blues tomorrow and Saturday. That'll be an interesting one, and we'll we'll get into the the series against St. Louis uh, really hardcore tomorrow uh, when we broadcast from T-Mobile Arena. You'll be able to make that one, right? Yeah, I make okay. everyone. Okay, good. I make them just, all. Just just wondering if we're going to be able to see you in person tomorrow, because uh, you've that... seen me quite often, Darren. <laughs> quite often. Uh, but uh, but in in just reflecting on on last night's win, uh, the the young guys. I love seeing the two young defensemen in the penalty box at the same time. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> like what what a statement! Like these two guys, kids just got at it. Uh, yeah. uh, the fighting Marcus Foligno was was huge, and I think um, I, I think it'll benefit his confidence being more physical, more into it. Uh, and I think the timing is perfect into the stretch drive uh, going into what is going to be. There's going to be some some statements made play, by players over the course of the next three games. St. Louis twice and Colorado, and 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 just making it known uh, of what you're going to face come playoff time if they face each other, and I think that's going to help Nick Hegg, uh in in, the, in those games. Uh, then you also have Riley Smith finding the net like that's that was huge last in a not not in a in a six three game where he scores the fifth goal. But to mm-hmm. but to be crunch time and have to be able to convert that play and and put it home uh, that was that was huge for for that group and I thought their line was fantastic the whole night but yeah. the the idea that he makes it happen and gives his team the opportunity to win the game is also a, a, a major significant factor uh, to that was it perfect no. What, is there still uh, some things that you want to work on? Absolutely. Minnesota is a beast of a team. And whether you want to admit it or not, they're closer to being a team that challenges for first place than any of us thought they would be at the start of the year. Uh, the dynamics of, of Kirill Kaprizov is extraordinary and his influence on the game. But I thought for a team that doesn't chase or isn't in the position of having to play the underdog very often. I thought Vegas came through that really, really well situated. Is, is there like, um, is there a benefit for the golden Knights in certain situations to kind of have that mentality, to have that role? Like we, we've seen the golden Knights in certain situations this season, specifically in Colorado, having to answer, having to silence doubters. Like, is there a, a benefit to this team? Not ever, not all the time, but every now and again, playing that underdog role where they've got something to prove and they go out and do it. Well, I think you you go through the the roster, and you'll see a few of those uh, those qualities in the DNA of the individuals. Yeah. And you could certainly say it about the players that were here in year number one. So that collection, that group, that is part of their DNA. Is being the upstarts and making everybody change your opinion about them. 
And they've done that, and they've transformed themselves into favorites. But I think in the, in the background, in every one of those players, whether it's Smith or Marshall or Carlson or Theodore or McNabb, uh, you, you've got that. But even the new players that have come on board, Chandler Stevenson, I think, uh, uh, certainly has that in, in his hockey DNA as a player that, that wasn't uh, counted on uh, to be a big-time player and contributor, and now he is. Don't doubt him anymore because he can do that. And if you're going to doubt him, then he's going to make plays the way he did the last, uh, the last couple of games. Mark Stone was a sixth-round draft choice. And played on a, on a small market team that had that, like, you you can't do it because you're not uh, as good as the Pittsburgh Penguins. And they, like, in the series uh, that Mark Stone played in, challenged the Pittsburgh Penguins and, and made a deep run. Uh, I, I think there's that little I can show you, I'll show you in Mark Stone, who is the captain of this team. And I think that makes a big mm-hmm. difference. The captain has that in his in his DNA. So while they're still the, the we, we consider them to be the favorites in the West, they've done nothing to change that. They're in first place and they have a, a four point lead with four Golden Knight games to go. They're they're the favorites. They're the front runners. But your your observation about what happened coming out of Tahoe when there was uh, changing of the lines and some some doubt seeping in because of of what happened over the course of, of the couple of games there. Uh, then coming off of the Minnesota games this week and the problems in the third period and being able to find a way to pull out two points when you desperately did need those two points. That group needed those two points, and they mm-hmm. did it. And uh, I I think it's it speaks to the range of this team, that they can play you the physically in the first period and they can play you uh, uh, an up-tempo hockey game in the second and third. Well, they can play both roles psychologically. Underdog, cards against them, or they can play front runner, and they should be able to take care of business. They can they can do that pretty well too. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really it speaks to this team how they're built and and really just how confident they are in in their ability to play any any type of way. You have a, a, a high scoring affair in which you know you kind of expect the Golden Knights to pull a win out on Monday, and then you've got a grinding low scoring affair in which the Golden Knights are right there and and digging deep. So I I mean I, I look at the way that this team's built. I look at the different ways in which they can win, and I I think that they're just a team that's multifaceted, and that's only going to serve them well come playoff time. I'll I'll compare it to the New York Rangers, the team that's been in the news all week. The yeah. New York Rangers made managerial decisions this week because they don't have the flexibility in their game to be able to compete physically. Very skilled team. Uh, a team that uh, that I think has played better than expected this year. But when it came to hard, difficult games, uh, New York Islanders last week and the Washington Capitals this week, they were pushed around. The Golden Knights aren't pushed around. If you want to get into that kind of game, they will do it. Not their preferred method. And this is without Ryan Reeves. And I think that's yeah. significant too. But if you want to get into that type of game, they are physically able to do it with bodies like Stone 
and uh, Pacioretty didn't play, but uh, Pacioretty's a big body. Uh, uh, you, uh, Nick Waugh can play. Yanmark can, can, can get involved. Like, and I'm not talking fighting, but I'm talking about banging and getting into dirty areas. Uh, the Marshall Carlson Smith, no-brainer. Uh, Carrier, uh, at times, Carrier last night was a beast. Like, yeah. just owning, owning his shifts. Uh, and then on the blue line, uh, Alex Petrangelo telling Stormy Bonatoni during peri- between periods, he's like, we'll, we'll play that way. We'll, we'll go. That's fine. <laughs> we have no issues playing that way. Uh, and and we, I, he, he was kind of surprised. Like, I don't know where it came from, but we've got no trouble doing that. Like, I, I think that's, that's huge. Uh, and and the, just the, the width and the range of a team being able to do that when it gets into nasty time of, of a physical series in the Stanley Cup playoffs when intensity not only gets high, but you also have those in-series stories and the hatred that comes out of that. Yeah, I think you're you're really starting to see the Golden Knights gear things up for the playoffs. You're really starting to see how this team is going to be able to win the avenues that they're going to be able to win in the playoffs. And I think your point's well taken, Darren, that even without Ryan Reeves in the lineup, even without that big physical presence in the lineup, there's no fear in this Golden Knights team from, from top to bottom. If there's going to be a push, there will be a pushback. If there's going to be a need for physicality, if there's going to be a need for that type of answer within the game, this team is more than capable of doing it. And, and I think that, that that's something that, that I don't think is really talked about enough come playoff time because the series are going to get heated. We're, we're talking about the 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 chippiness out of the last two games against Minnesota and it's because the, these two teams have played each other eight times this season already like once you get into that 7-8 game range 6-7-8 game range the 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 hatred is real the the frustration and and all of the stuff kind of bubbles to the surface and then you condense that into a seven game series you're going to need that element to, to be able to win in those types of situations. I have a comment and opinion on what happened last night between Haig and one Marcus Felino, And I'll save that one for the other side. Also, I want your rankings for what uh, occurred last night at XL Energy Center. Plus, we have Greg Wyshynski from ESPN coming up to bring us up to date on and walk us through what happened with the New York Rangers this week. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's in the right corner. Marcia so picks it up. Marcia so top of the right circle. Set it up. Right wing. Extra feed. Petrangelo scores! Alex Petrangelo wins it in overtime. Vegas 3, Minnesota 2. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Oh, that call by Dan Duva last night in the VGK Radio Network on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You could you could actually see if 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 I showed you the GoPro footage of Dan Duva sitting in the booth in XL Energy Center and making that call. All the demons that were gathered around both Gary Lawless and Dan Duva <laughs> just turned around, threw, threw down their hats, and walked out of the building. They vanquished the demons. 
<laughs> and uh, and a lot of uh, goodwill poured in for the Golden Knights uh, after that 3-2 overtime victory. Uh, a lot to like. Alex Tuck, by the way, on the power play goal at the that scored with one second to go in the power play by Riley Smith uh, to tie it late in the third period, did a great job getting in the, uh, in the area of Cam Talbot. He didn't see the pass come across. And that's just one of those little uh, parts uh, of, of a game that uh, don't necessarily show up. Uh, the other one was Mark Stone. He didn't pick up a point on the Stevenson goal, but he made the play just being in the area, being in the way that that eventually led to the turnover and Matthias Janmark uh, going up the ice. So a couple of just uh, little side uh, efforts by Stone and by Alex Tuck went a long way last night uh, to score the two goals in regulation and then the beautiful Marcia So is playing the best hockey of, of his season right now. And yeah. uh, he yeah. scored five goals in the last six games and was uh, instrumental on that overtime winner. He, his line was great all night. It was Carlson to Smith on the power play at the end of the uh, the power play. And they play on the second unit. And Marcia was outstanding in the first unit. Uh, so even when they were separated, they were all good. I uh, just want to get to the to the Nick Hag fight against Marcus Foligno. Uh, I didn't think the hit on Kaprizov was that bad. I mm-hmm. he got called for boarding. I don't think if there's not a kerfuffle after that hit, <laughs> there's he doesn't get penalized for that. It was it was a hard hit. It was yeah. somewhat dangerous hit, but I didn't think it was a penalty. And I just wanted to make that like that was I loved Nick Hag. He won, he's on the ice against Kaprizov and he's physical against Kaprizov. And I I loved that part of it. Uh, I certainly didn't think he had to go out and fight uh, later on or be challenged by by Felino. I understand why and and the code and et cetera. And if they did that to uh, one of the Golden Knights, I would expect somebody to do that as well. Like it just it's part of the game. But I, I didn't think the hit in itself was egregious enough that it was going to instigate that type of effort. Now, Kaprizov, he's got some dirty in him too. And oh, which does. which can be commended. We saw it earlier this year when when he went back at Chandler Stevenson and threw a hit. Uh Billy Guerin told me on the on the Chirp podcast that he he'd done it uh against the San Jose Sharks and was right into it with Logan Couture. Like he does not take crap from anybody and if you're going to uh, if you're going to uh, show and uh, a little bit of uh, try and take a liberty against him he's going to give it right back to you uh he's if if he wasn't playing for the Minnesota Wild uh, last night you'd be go like you would have no trouble saying I like that player and and we do well, we do like that 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 player but just the I wanted to make the point about about Hag he got penalized uh, for that hit and then had subsequently had to fight uh, I didn't I didn't think it was a penalty I thought it showed some great uh, strength on his part to be in a great position to to be physical on their star player yeah and I think that a lot of it has to do with with the game on Monday and there were plenty of opportunities in that game for the Minnesota Wild who who tried to play Peyton Krebs physically, right? Like there were plenty of opportunities, plenty of plays where Peyton Krebs was picking him 
off the ice after a hit, and it didn't really phase him too much. But I think that if you're Nick Haig kind of in that situation, or the Golden Knights in general, and you're seeing that Minnesota's trying to play a little bit more rough and tumble with your rookie that's playing in just his first NHL game, then I think that it's well within the code of the game for Nick Haig to try to send a little bit of a message to Kirill Kaprizov. And, you know, to your point, Kaprizov, He's he's a he's the type of player that can stick up for himself. I, I like the fact that he's got a little bit of that sandpaper edge to his game. He's not afraid to go into the corners. He's not afraid to to really initiate contact. And you know, again, I I, I understand Marcus Foligno doing what what he feels his team needed. I would argue though that in terms of that fight. Marcus Foligno is probably thinking it's going to be a bit easier than it actually was, and Nick Haig holding his own was a period mm. was was a situation in the game that the Golden Knights could really rally around. And, and Foligno's an honest player. He's just a big, yeah. big honest player. He he fought Joel Farabee last year, and I I don't know whether it was uh, Ray Ferraro or who was the analyst uh, in game analyst at that uh, point, but I just remember the words, "Oh boy." He doesn't know what he's got going here. And yeah. Faraby, he bit off way more than he could chew in that fight, and it didn't turn out well uh, for Faraby. This la- last night, I was worried about that uh, because I'd never seen Nick Hag fight. And yeah. you, you truly don't know until you, until you watch it. He was strong in that fight. So that was that. That was a great, uh, great learning point. Maybe some good came out of it. Um, uh, Marcus Foligno coming back, and and whether or not he, he should have been penalized for the instigator. The instigator, like, come on, like, are we going to call it? or Are we not going to call it? Like, it? It was called last night in the Washington game. Uh, Brendan yeah. Smith, uh, Riley's brother, got called the instigator for fighting Tom Wilson. Like, but last night it should have been. There's so many times that they can call it, and and sometimes it it would work against the Golden Knights. But if it's in there, call it. And, and use it because, like, it always bugs me when people say, well, you know what, That's this stuff happens because of the instigator rule. They don't call the instigator. So there's, <laughs> you can't use that as an excuse why the game gets goofy yeah. uh, or, or something happens. They don't call it enough. That's my only criticism uh, of officials. What do you guys uh, see for, uh, for a rating uh, of last night? I'm really fascinated and, and anticipating where you guys came at last night's game. Uh, Chapman, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I, I think there's a fine line in this one between a, a wine and paint and a Bob Ross. Uh, I'm going to go with a wine and paint, but I was really close to going Bob Ross. I didn't like that for the third game in a row they, they had blown a third period lead. Granted, it was only one nothing in the third period, but I liked the way they fought back in that third period. And what I like is who scored those goals for the Golden Knights. Up to this point in the season, maybe the two biggest goals of the season for the Golden Knights, and it was two guys who probably haven't had the seasons that they had hoped when the season started, and maybe this is the beginning of them turning it around and starting to have the seasons I think they expect of themselves, and that was Riley Smith and and Alex Petrangelo scoring the winning goal in overtime. It was a really good game. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and to add to the Nick Hague, whether you think it was a penalty or not, he shouldn't have had to fight for that hit. But he did hold his own, and I like that he held his own. I think, like you guys had kind of said, that was a little bit of a rallying point for this team. They come out next period, Chandler Stevenson scores that goal, and they, they, they were playing really well. But it's a really good game. I'm going to go wine and paint. What about you, Wallace? 
So I, I I'm interested to to kind of get the the fine line between wine and paint. Like that game to me was a solid wine and paint. I, I don't know that I'm going to to go Bob Ross with it. There's a lot of context that could lead you that way. I, I suppose Mark Andre Fleury picking up career win 490, uh, third all time alone in third all-time uh, passing Roberto Luongo in, in NHL wins. You can certainly attach that to it. Mark andre played a, a really good game. I like the fact that the Golden Knights through two periods really took away the middle of the ice from the Minnesota Wild at five-on-five. Five. There just really wasn't much that Minnesota was was uh, generating. And then you you everything that you mentioned, Chris, you get Riley Smith coming up with a big, big power play goal and Alex Petrangelo winning it in overtime. Like, when you look at the Golden Knights and you look at what the expectation is for these playoffs, you need big-time moments, big-game moments from Alex Petrangelo. He delivered in overtime last night, and top to bottom for me, this team won a game that was very difficult, that, that I think a lot of people, when it, when it became 2-1 to one Minnesota, and I heard from a lot of people, they said that that game was over. So I think it's a wine and paint. It's a solid wine and paint, and and that's where I'm going. You getting with my chirped? Who, like who's like when you were when you were sitting oh, yeah. there calling the game, or was it on Twitter? It wasn't was it people me. beside you? Oh yeah, no, I, it was it was on Twitter. Come on, Twitter's, oh okay. Twitter's well, he, the best. You engage yeah. too much with people. On no, Twitter. no, no, I don't. You bring I, some I, of that well, on listen, yourself. I I don't engage too much with people because I I rarely respond in in kind on Twitter in those situations but I do offer up the ability that if you want to tweet like if you want to chirp me on Twitter there's there's an extended post game show that you can call in and yell at me like why wouldn't you do that mm. do that right so you know I I threw down the invitation and I had no takers and it so was who's the who's thing. the person that you were beefing with oh it's it's way too far on the timeline I don't, I don't have the time or energy Ah, uh, was it? Did it get rude? I mean, marginally. Yeah, marginally. By you, were yeah. you rude? I'm never rude. What are oh, you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you can be rude. No, I'm never rude. <laughs> well, we we know why they don't want why why people don't call in because they don't want to have to answer. You know, if they could just ignore your reply on Twitter if they call in. Like that's that's the thing. Like that's the thing. I I I have. I have to go on, right? Like, I have to go on, and, and whether I say in the pregame show that this is a, a surefire win or whether I start commenting on I, I believe this team can come back or whatever the case may be, like, I've got to go on every single night and own that. And it's always funny to me because it's so easy to chirp, but it, no one ever wants to take me up on it, and it bothers me. Like, just I'll somebody call in and yell at me. Well, you're on the show with me all the time. Like you and I go back and forth. It's it's not even a challenge anymore. It's totally fine. So, do you think that this person would have called in had they lost? You know, I I I kind of feel like that like it was there. Like had the Golden Knights lost this game, it would have been like an I told you so moment. Right. And I, I I don't know many people that are going to pass up an I told you so moment. No, you're right. And, and you know what? There's there's part of the fan base, and I get it because the people are emotional that uh, that are just that get caught up in it and want the team to win so well. And when they don't, and and some, coming off the third period in Arizona and the third period on Monday, and it's like, ah, oh, uh, I, I understand the, that a little bit. But don't be rude. Don't be rude to my buddy Ryan, please. Like, 
Give it, give him. And if you do, if you do want to debate with him, <laughs> call him up on the post game show or the extended, extended, extended post game show, uh, whichever one of those uh, that 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 you want to, to communicate with. But don't, but leave it, uh, leave it cordial on, on Twitter. I, I'm going full Bob Ross, boys. Uh, it was, oh, it had everything. Yeah. It, you don't have to win five Cobb to be able to uh, produce a Bob Ross. Uh, the stakes, the emotion in the first period, the scrap in the first period. Uh, coming out of that, we had some blood in the first period. Uh, three penalty kills in the first period. A coach taking a bench minor and then coming back and playing a great hockey game after it. Finding a way to win. And then Alex Petrangelo. Uh, the the moment that I think Alex Petrangelo became a golden knight was last night. Yeah, scoring that yeah, overtime sure. goal. And uh, that was it. Before this, he was wearing a Golden Knight sweater. Last night, the Golden Knight crest just sunk into his chest, and it became part of him. Uh, that's and that is also part of why I think that was a Bob Ross. Two points. Uh, you put it together with the Colorado blowing a third period lead, and Riley Smith tying it on a power play, and Alex Petrangelo scoring the winner in overtime. Huge moment to come off uh, what was a very emotional game. Full Bob Ross, and I'm disappointed in both of you. You know, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, Darren. And I'm not going to uh, call the extended postgame show to tell you that. I'm going to tell you that right here and now. Okay. Like, that. that's – I'm, I'm used to your disappointment. It What's doesn't the number? bother me anymore. Uh, 702-876-1340, but people are going to call it now. Oh. They can't call now because we got to take a break. How do you – Wait, hold on. how do you still not know the number to the studio? You're I thought you had studio. it written down How do you somewhere? not know the number? I do. I have it written down at home. It's right in front of his face, Chapman. I have it written down at home. <laughs> but I also have Sam and Ash's number. Uh, we, we have that uh, coming. I have a, Sam uh, and Ash coming up now. I think it's uh, Ash this week. Uh, I have. Do you mind at the end of our segment with, with Ash if I get into a tweet that she put out this week? Yeah, go for it's, it. It's going to be awesome. Okay, well, we'll get to that, and we'll come back, uh, wrap up this first hour, and Greg Groshinsky from ESPN on the whole New York Ranger situation. He's got some insight into what went down. There was uh, controversy. There was firings. There was fines. Uh, and there was uh, a maybe maybe a changing of the path of both the New York Rangers and the National Hockey League. Uh, that's all to come on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.